Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Who Knew with Matt Stewart, the show where the guests write the wrong answers. I'm the titular Matt Stewart. Our first guest is journalist, author, and one of the chasers on the Chase Australia. It's Brighton the Shark Coverdale. Hello, Matt. Thanks so much for joining us. What a pleasure. First time guest. Yeah, first time guest, uh, occasional listener. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really selling the show here, aren't I? Um, I mean, you probably yeah, no, listen I, for research for your work on the that's, chase. That's right. I, look, I, I look, I listened to at least one episode last night in preparation for this. <laughs> or uh, Actually, I started at least one. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, you take trivia pretty seriously. And this is more that, of a well, light, right, yeah. you know, this is a light look at trivia. No, so. no, no. This, but what I like about this is... And, um, I have, I genuinely have listened to several episodes. I, I love a family board game night. You know, my family was big on that growing up. So this is this is like the you know the version of that where you don't have to all actually you know get together and um, yeah. you know uh, and you just be and you choose nice to each other you, each know? other as well here. Like I'm That's choosing right, exactly. The it's not like oh great mum and dad again. <laughs> oh I know yeah. yeah. My family is very competitive at this stuff as as well. So uh, I mean I'm well aware that uh, you know certain contestants on this show also are. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, there's been a couple of notable ones and a few on <laughs> the the opposite end as well. Uh, mm. The little dum dum guys did not uh, try all that harder. <laughs> it's fair to say. <laughs> uh, our second guest this week is host of Do Go On with me, as well as his own show, Book Cheat, both on this very podcast network. It's Dave Warnicky. Hello, great to be here, and I'm going to take this very seriously, <laughs> as you always do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think you straddle the I, line quite nicely, Dave. A bit of both. Now, this is the first time I've been on, been on the show many times, but the first time I've been on against someone who has their own nickname. Brighton, you are the shark. <laughs> I feel like I've got mm. to have a nickname here. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you know this about Dave Brighton, but he tried to get his own nickname going, uh, The Cobra, which I think would be the a cobra. great chase nickname. Yeah. Did- Brighton, yeah. get me in there. Do you need a Cobra on the show? I don't know about the Cobra. I'm just I'm just sort of uh, you know, looking at the way your head's poking up from the microphone. There may be the mongoose. Oh, <laughs> I don't mind that. I've got a mongoose face yeah. for sure. And that's, like an, that's the enemy of the Cobra, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's wow. right. That's fantastic. Great. Mm. I'm happy to Dave the Mongoose Warnicky. Thank you so much. That, that <laughs> is a sick nickname, actually. And you didn't yeah, give it to yourself, yeah. which means exactly. it's I'm got al- a chance of sticking. I'm allowed to use it. You did- I almost said the meerkat, the mere so I don't know which one you prefer. <laughs> oh, I'm happy with Mongoose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you, who, how'd you get the shark? Was that given to you on the show or did you, you come in with that? that no, that wasn't pre-existing. I mean, the way the show works you kind of you know you have a bit of a persona and um the idea was that i was a bit of a card shark type you know like a bit of a smart aleck bit of uh you know give the give the contestants a little bit of uh a bit of chat and um i don't know they they, there was a little bit of talk of the hustler but i think it was decided that 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 was that was too american Um, yes (laughs) the the, the magazine probably 
Yeah. <laughs> well, there is that as well, yeah. <laughs> so, the shark got the nod. Because yeah. you, your background's in cricket journalism, right? You didn't think like the sledger, yeah. something like that? The sledger, that would have been good, actually, yeah. The uh, the oh, the Aussie fast bowler, no, that, one's been, that one was taken by Tom Gleeson <laughs> 20 years ago. Um, I don't know, yeah. No, I, the, uh, the, cr- cricket's great for nicknames, but um, uh, most of them are fairly unimaginative. It's like just putting, you know, I.E. on the end of your name, yeah, so like Warney, um, Clarky, you know, all <laughs> like, this stuff. or or uh, Gary Lyon taking the name of a lesser known sports that's person. Good. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Good stuff. well, well, he was he pro- he probably wasn't lesser known at the time, but you know, over time, it has uh, Nathan Lyon's become far more famous, and you know, but you, you you get to a point where you know you're just attached to a nickname gary nobody around the world has any idea what gary lion means or why yeah. he is called that <laughs> which makes it all the more fun that's more you'd be furious if you were gary lion if the the joke nickname person overtook you in terms <laughs> of fame around the world and sporting <laughs> yeah, well, success well that's right i mean not only around the world but like think about afl versus nrl probably there's half of australia who don't even know gary Lyon. yeah that's true <laughs> i mean we know fatty vorton yeah surely they right. know well our, true gary's our fatty isn't he i i well i don't know I, how can you rank them I, mm. it's it's <laughs> a good it's question. a very yeah it's, uh, that's another podcast <laughs> ranking nrl and afl players so you wrote a book was it uh, last year, the Quizmasters inside the world of trivia, obsession, and million-dollar prizes. And uh, am yeah. I right in saying that features Dave Warnicky somewhere? He gets he, is, he does he does get a brief mention, yeah. Um, as does do go on. Um, so Dave didn't tell chapter. me that bit. Yeah. Dave told me he got a mention. He didn't say we got <laughs> a mention. There? I think I should. Have, I've sent you the photo of it, Brian. Can I just say biggest oh. honor of my life? Thank you so much. It takes pride of place on the mantelpiece. That book, but. Yeah, yeah or, or just that page. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that's been torn out. Yeah. Framed. In the yeah. Framed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But yeah, it's yeah. A, um, it, was, like it a, was the chapter. It was a chapter about pub quizzes, and uh, I was talking about how many um, you know young comedians, especially, kind of come up through hosting pub trivia, which Dave did. I, I went to uh, some of Dave's pub trivia probably twelve or thirteen years ago, I think, at right. the Royston in Richmond, and um, and. Yeah, Dave, what did you say? You'd hosted like about a thousand nights or something? I yeah, I reckon I've, yeah, a thousand trivia nights. Yeah, I worked mm. that once. That's amazing. And he, he's also impersonated Santa about a thousand times as well. So. <laughs> Not quite as many times, but they were all... Which one has he done best? <laughs> Definitely Santa. 19-year-old me nailed that role. <laughs> the role you were born to play. You have the physique for it, for sure. <laughs> but the book talks about you You um uh, paid off your mortgage winning... Uh, cash on a, on an Australian game show, but you've you've been on all of them. This, is this the out of all of them? Is this probably the one you wanted the most? Who knew it? <laughs> Who knew it with Matt Stewart? Yeah, I mean, it, look, it wasn't around when I was growing up, but mm. if it was, I would have I would have been right up for it. I'm sure. Uh, so, look, it's a tough call, but this is probably the the greatest media appearance that I've ever made. <laughs> I would say. And you you like you literally study and train. For trivia, you have to for the chase, because some mm. people think some people think that you have like answers fed to you. You know, there's all these conspiracy theories, not about you in particular, but at the chase as a show. <laughs> like, how can how can the chasers possibly know this well, many facts across this many different um, 
Yeah, areas. well, I mean, there's 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 a there's a couple of parts to that. One is if they were going to do that, they would have hired you know actual actors or people who you know <laughs> knew what they were doing. Um, but secondly, if if that was the case, uh, why would I? <laughs> make so many stupid bloody mistakes <laughs> and like punch myself because i've you know knew knew i should have known something it's like we're just highly competitive and um i i've been doing quizzing for my whole life virtually and went on my first quiz show when i was 19 sale of the century you know back in the day that was the big one when i was a kid who was that, and so was this, that who was the host that was glenn, glenn oh, ridge glenn at the ridge. time bloody yeah that's glenn, a great the page I mean, Tony Barber, of course, was fantastic. Well, Tony, Bar- Tony Barber was doing it when I was a kid, and uh, at that same time, Glenn Ridge was um, hosting on Ballarat Television. So this is when, <clears throat> yeah, you know, the regional cities in Australia, in Victoria, had their own TV stations, and it was Channel Six in Ballarat, and Glenn Ridge hosted back to back on Saturday morning, uh, Six's Super Saturday Show, which was like the cartoon show, and then. It's just like, you know, one camera moved and so- suddenly he was on the set of this music show called Off the Record. Like, That's good value. He was just, he was just there. Ho- yeah, exactly. It was just, Wait, you know, Is that where you grew, Glenn you grew up just, in the Ballarat region? Uh, in a place called Camperdown, which uh, is down in the Western District of Victoria, and we picked up Ballarat TV. Jeez, you, know, you got so, Glenn. Uh, yeah. So that we must got have been Glenn. a real thrill to be <laughs> oh, yeah, on that's Glenn's right. show. So, yeah, I, I, I was probably the only person ever on that show who could have said hey i, I loved you on six's super saturday show <laughs> <laughs> uh we should get cracking on the show but yeah i i was amazed to hear about your training techniques how you're you you sort of you do flashcards and you mm. you study like the news to keep up to date with new yep. trivia as well as old trivia yeah. and you reckon you've held on to the training that you've done 20 years ago a lot of it will oh, still stick in your mind Definitely some of it. And one of the things I do a lot of is I write trivia questions. And these days I do that uh, in the newspaper uh, as well as just for my own practice. And I find that writing them, it just sticks a lot better. But, um, I mean, we have to. I, I I can't go into filming and just go, oh, I'm going to rely on what I knew 15 years ago. Because yeah. then they say, what movie released in 2023? And I go, well, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> that, that, that's not really uh, how it works. I've got to, yeah, I've got to keep up with it all. So. <laughs> you can't buzz in and say, no, nah, older one. Yeah, older one. no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some people say before my time, um, which, which is a bit of a cop-out because... You know, like literally any history is before my time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, World War One. You know, come on, I wasn't that. Shakespeare. Yeah, Who the hell yeah. is that? Oh, he <laughs> exactly. Was, he was born that's, hundreds, that's, hundreds that's of years ago. How am I expected around that? <laughs> exactly. That's right. That's so funny. I'm very nervous that you're going to know every one of these answers, but uh, we'll see how we go. Uh, so the way the show works for new listeners is ask a relatively obscure trivia question. Our contestants have to write a convincing fake answer. I then read their answers. As well as the real one, and I have to guess which one is correct. The first question comes from listener Lisa Drennan from Central Queensland, and the question is: What does the German word "Filestorch" mean? What does the German word "Filestorch" mean? Dave's got a bit of an advantage here as a as a German man. Yeah, that's oh yeah, my, yeah. My surname yeah. absolutely will uh, come in handy here. You've got German blood <laughs> flowing through your veins. Can you spell that for me? I'm just going to write it down so I can see it. Okay, yeah, it's P-F-E-I-L-S-T-O-R-C-H, file storch. Mm, okay. It's a beautiful word. 
feels nice in the mouth if you want to have a go. <laughs> uh, while they're writing their answers, I'll explain how the scoring works. So you get one point if your fake answer is guessed by the other contestant, and another point if you correctly guess the answer. And by the way, I'm also playing as the house, and I've put in two of my own fake answers for each question uh, with the help of the question writers, and I get a point for each one of those that our guests choose. So each of us can score up to two points per round, which seems fair, but the probability actually favours me, the house, and the house always wins. Although if you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know that is uh, only the case about a third of the time. Anyway, our questions come from our great Patreon supporters. If you want to uh, submit a question, sign up on any level via patreon.com slash dogonpod, which is linked in the show notes. All right, the answers are in. So here is question number one. What does the German word Filestorsch mean? An early 20th century shoe with a patented fabric that heated the wearer's feet via friction. A filing system which categorizes government documents and sets out their retention periods. A Swiss-German term for a person who refuses to do the compulsory Swiss Swiss national service, equivalent to what was once called a draft dodger in other countries. A bird that gets injured by an arrow while wintering in Africa and returns to Europe with an arrow stuck in its body. Wow. (laughs) That's very specific. (laughs) (laughs) Or the feeling that you didn't relay an anecdote quite as well as you could have at a dinner party, leading you to be distracted as others one-up you with more warmly received stories. <laughs> File store. Well, they do go quite specific with words, don't they, over in Germany? That, that's what I was going to say. I could imagine the Germans having a word for all of these things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> File stortion. Yeah. What are you thinking, Dave? Any of those jumping out? I mean... Yeah, all of them. <laughs> so, so can we have a quick recap, a little summary in there. Quick I'll... recap, 20th century shoe, yep. which uh, uh, is uh, self-heating. Uh, got a filing system, file storch. Uh, got the Swiss-German term for a draft dodger, a bird that has an arrow stuck in it after returning from Africa, or the feeling you didn't relay an anecdote quite as well as you could have at a dinner party. Okay. I mean, I, I love the last one. We all have mm. that feeling where you're going, oh, God damn it. I'm constantly file storching. <laughs> like, you, you just want to pop your hand up and say, so can I have another go at Can I have another go? I actually I'm, left out a key I'm, detail there that made it actually the tension built quite yeah, a lot higher. I started panicking. Does, 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 it, does it have to be specifically at a dinner party? Because I feel like I've done it on this show already. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go again. Yeah, no, that's, got a different, that's a different word entirely. That's a different word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A podcast version of that. I can also see a word for someone being a draft dodger, but then it's Swiss. Famously neutral. Are they drafting people? Well, the Swiss National Service. Yeah, okay. But obviously they've got a bit of German going on there. The bird with, with the arrow like runs. It is so specific. Like, how many how can many survive? Fi- how many file storches are there that <laughs> yeah, have come that's back right. Africa? How many can survive? <laughs> Like, is this the generic name, or is it, just, it was just one bird and that was its name? Yeah, yeah. Was <laughs> it could have just yeah. as easily been Gavin Johnson. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but sometimes they're so silly, you go, surely that's that. You know, someone yeah, wrote this come in. up with this. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that, that's yeah. not the twisted mind of Matt Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe it is the twisted mind of the shark. I don't know. Or, or Lisa from I, Central Queensland. Yeah, that. Oh, sorry. I forgot Lisa, a very twisted individual. 
Well, I, I think I've decided which one I'm going to go. All right. Do you want to? Yeah, that'll help me because I'm really floundering over here. <laughs> I'm false daughter. Should I say it out loud? Yeah, lock, lock her in. Yeah. Okay. I I think I'm going to go for the uh, the shoe, the self-heating shoe. All right. Locking that in. That sounds that sounds like something that would have been invented in the early 20th century yeah. and completely completely failed. And you know. <laughs> yeah. The, it didn't sell because it didn't really do the thing it said it was meant <laughs> exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Or maybe it works like so shoe, well. Shoe, shoes are shoes are sort of inherently self-heating, aren't they? You know, you, you <laughs> put them on your feet. How much friction to... do you want on your well, shoes? Yeah. yeah, your skin's <laughs> melting off as you go. All right. Well, if you're going to go that one, I'll go a different one. I'm going to go with file distortion. I'm going to go with the draft dodger, please. Draft dodger. No worries. Locking that in for Dave. So here's who wrote the answers. Are uh, the feeling that uh, you didn't relay an anecdote quite as well as you could have? Uh, that was the house. Great work. Love it. Uh, filing that, that is a great word. <laughs> I think they probably do have a word for it, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Uh, yeah, it's basically... Uh, the f- famous one is the um, sh- Schadenfreude or whatever, mm. where mm. You, they've got... And people are like, they have a word for everything. I remember that as a kid hearing that, like, the Germans, <laughs> they have a word <laughs> yeah. for everything. There, 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 There is another... I don't know what the word is, but there's an opposite version of that, which is, you know, the feeling... Like feeling good about someone else's happiness, but that's just far less interesting. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, and it doesn't. You feel don't hear as, about that one as as you know, funny and specifically German. You know, <laughs> them right. feeling happy about something that doesn't <laughs> seem right. <laughs> uh, yeah. a filing system categorizing government documents. Uh, that was Lisa, aka the House from the Twisted Mind. <laughs> the Twisted <laughs> Lisa right. from Queensland. Ooh, <laughs> your diabolical Lisa. Uh, <laughs> Then we had the 20th century shoe, uh, which Brighton went for. That was Dave Warnicky. That's that's a oh. twisted mind right here. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Dave went for the uh, the draft dodger, the Swiss draft dodger. That was Brighton. Oh wow! Picked okay. Each other's. Return the compliment we, there. Yeah, that's right. We're going to end up uh, with the same score at least. We've yeah. <laughs> fallen into each other's webs. Yeah. Uh, of. Hold on. No. Is that leaving one left? That, that can't be true. That the correct nah. answer is a bird that gets injured by an arrow while wintering in Africa and returns to Europe with the arrow still stuck in its body. No. It literally <laughs> translates t- to arrow stalk. <laughs> that oh, is, dear. That is, I'm sure you're going to tell us, but there can't be more than ev- evidence of more than one of these. I, I believe there's been, I think I read there's been like 45 documented. <laughs> But it was really important because the first one, uh, which is the most famous one, was found in 1822 uh, in Germany. And it kind of helped prove that birds migrate for the winter. They didn't really know what was happening to them at the time. But because it, like a very specific African (laughs) arrow was, they're like, oh, okay, well. That's where that's from. They couldn't have got that from hibernating in a cave. Wow. So it's part of the, it actually helped. You know, research the species. Yeah, exactly. Really interesting. So, so these birds were actually, you know, far more efficient explorers than the <laughs> the Germans of the day. Exactly, you know? <laughs> that's right. Um, all right, so that's a point for each of you. No points for the house, uh, but that's all right. I'll bounce back. Um, here's question number two. This one comes from Dan Faulkner from Ramsgate in the UK. Dan's question is: Which of these is a real type of marine crustacean? Oh. Multiple choice, love it. So you've just got to come up with a, a fake name for a crustacean. And um, while you're doing that, here's a little more information about 
file storch um, from Lisa, writing, file storch is a German word for arrow stalk. The first and most famous file stalk is uh, a white stalk found in 1822 near the German village of Klutz. It was carrying a spear from Central Africa in its neck. Uh, this changed how Europeans understood birds, as they hadn't realised they migrated. Or that was only a theory at that point. Prior to this, some other theories about the birds were uh, where they went in winter included that they turned into other kinds of birds. Uh, they turned into mice or possibly <laughs> hibernated <laughs> underwater. So when you say theories, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, <laughs> any scientific th- basis behind those? Or was, anyone, anyone can have a theory. You know? yep. <laughs> I'm guessing they were like, well, there seems to be more mice in the winter, probably because um, the birds aren't there to eat them or yeah, something. Yeah, and they've gone, well, mm. I, I don't see the birds around here anymore. Mm. They must mm. have must turned. Be. Yes. They must have swam <laughs> under the water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, olden days people, hey? Oh, man, those olden days people are pretty silly. <laughs> yeah, no oh, one's- Looking back, oh, yeah. I reckon some of them sound pretty silly. <laughs> oh, if only they had podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, the fact that I've got hundreds of hours of, Freeform thinking on the record. <laughs> there must be so many things that people could bring up and go, you remember you said this? <laughs> like, Not really. I'm sorry. I said something stupid, did yeah. I? Yes. <laughs> How long would it be? Remember when you said this? And then this? <laughs> yeah, and this? Yeah. How about this? <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I, I'm fascinated to know what future generations look back and... and our theories on things. Oh, yeah. Some of our science that just won't end up being correct and other <laughs> other things, other beliefs. I just don't know what they're going to be. But I think it, I, I think there could be ones like people go, dog loves me like this. But I, one day people will be like, can you believe in the 2000s they kept dogs as pets? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and at the time dogs would be presidents or something. <laughs> I can't believe it. Dogs as pets? Alright, the answers are in. Here is question two. Which of these are a real type of marine crustacean? Caramel lobster. Ooh. Sexy shrimp. Lovesick lobster. Buff bod rock hard crab. <laughs> Buff Or the bonking vabler. <laughs> what was the second last one? There's Buff few... bod rock hard crab. <laughs> the Buff bod. bod. I, lo- I love love the way that you just laughed at your own uh, fake creation there, Dave. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, I didn't hear. I didn't quite hear that one. Look, Can you repeat yes. that one? Sorry, say that one again. Oh gosh, that's a very funny one. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, that's everyone, funny and realistic. Everyone, sounding. everyone acknowledge how funny yeah. that one is. Mm, I, d- I didn't come up with that, so maybe that's the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a, another recap? Caramel lobster, sexy shrimp, lovesick lobster, buff bod rock hard crab, or the bonking vabler. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, two, two, well. lo- two lobsters in there. Is that a sign mm. that Bryden and I are on the same page yet again? Yeah, you two, you're two trivia experts. Are you looking for patterns? What's your theory here? What's your strategy? Uh, well, I've, I've got a pretty pretty clear strategy um, with the answer that I'm going to choose here, but I don't know if I should give it away at this point. No. Dave has an answer. Yeah, I think, Dave, it's your turn to lock in first. Yeah, I'll, here, go, I'll go first here. Yeah, I'll go, go first. My strategy, I don't know about you, Brighton, mine is to correct, uh, correctly pick the right answer. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> That's yeah. the strategy I'm employing here. That's right. I, I, I remember when I was a cricket journalist uh, and 
Someone asked the Australian captain at the time, Michael Clark, what Australia's tactics were, uh, or, and he said to win. <laughs> and um, I was like, "No, I think you're misunderstanding." <laughs> you know, tactics. There's, there's, yeah. some step, there's some steps in the in between. Step one, win. End of steps. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, I can't believe he got out thought in the field, Michael Clark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we were trying to win. He kept right. hitting it over the fence. Like, yeah. That's not what, what we were trying stop. to do. Stop that. I thought, I thought we had the right tactic. <laughs> Can't believe we lost. That yeah. wasn't what we were trying to yeah. do at all. Where'd you go wrong? <laughs> well, we lost. Yeah. Well, next time, maybe we should try to lose. <laughs> ah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go for the love sick lobster. Right. If that is indeed that. an option. <laughs> that is an option. <laughs> uh, oh, you want to put in a, a sixth <laughs> option and lock that in? Okay. Uh, well, I am going for... The bonking vabler, mainly because I don't know what a vabler is, and I, I can't, I, I can't imagine why someone would make up that word. I think that's that's a yeah, very solid it, logic. The, the rest ended in crab or shrimp. Or, or, exactly. Yeah. yeah. The the rest were us going. Oh my god, what's a crustacean? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, here's who wrote the answers. Uh, buff bod rock hard crab. That was the house. Well done to the house <laughs> on that one. It started off. I. I wanted like it was like a, a bad word play on rock hard abs, rock hard crabs. Okay. I, I had to lose the plural, and then rock hard crab <laughs> sounded weird. So anyway, that that was that's my process. Yeah, the rock mm. hard crab. That's something else. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't quite feel right. Uh, Caramel lobster. That was Dan. Okay, the house. So again, you've both avoided wow. the houses. Oh, the, the houses getting no points there. Well, we're doing well there. Uh. Lovesick Lobster, which Dave went for. That was Bryden. Oh, you're kidding. And hey. the Bonking Vabler, which Bryden went for. That was Dave. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe the correct answer was Sexy Shrimp. Sex- that was the one that I would have said that's the least likely. Yeah. That's a lazy answer from the house. No worries. Yeah. No, yeah. that's a lazy answer from science. <laughs> yeah, this is what we're looking back in 100 years saying. Yeah. They called it a Sexy Shrimp? Ugh, that was a weird shrimp. scientist that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not allowed to name, Ooh. let alone be around shrimp anymore. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to ask what a vabler is, but then I remembered actually Dave made it up. So <laughs> yeah, it's not Dave, like, can you talk us through that one? It sounded like a little sea creature. <laughs> yeah. A vabler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that checks out. Uh, turned out to be the perfect answer. <laughs> It was just nonsense. <laughs> With the word bonking in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Question number three. This one comes from oh, power couple, Tanner and Erin Nordstrom Young from Calgary, Alberta. Wow. And the question is, what is the nickname or what was the nickname of American footballer Dick Lane? <laughs> does he I need mean, one? does he need one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> does he need- <laughs> uh, Dave, I know you're not a big NFL fan. Bryden, you you into the American no, football? No, not really. I only only for trivia purposes of trying to remember who won the Super Bowl, basically. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> that's more or less. Or which cities the teams come from? That's about the extent of my interest. So I haven't come across Dick Lane. Yeah, you don't know nicknames of nineteen uh, fifties. <laughs> that's right. Oh, nineteen fifties. Yeah. Oh, that gives me a clue. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Have I said too much? I don't well, think to so. be fair, there's there's not a lot of Richards going around as Dick these days. <laughs> no, that's true. That has fallen off a little bit. Uh, while you're writing your Dick Lane answers, I'll let the audience know a bit more about Sexy Shrimp. <laughs> According to Dan, 
Uh, they're named as such because whilst they're chilling on a coral reef, they spend the entire time shaking their butts in the air. There's nothing sexier than that. Uh, according to the cephalopodpage.org, they are also commonly known as squat shrimp, and it is a small spotted shrimp found in shallow coral reef areas throughout Bermuda, the Caribbean, and the Indo-Pacific region. All right, here is question number three. What was the nickname of American footballer Dick Lane? The Trick. Ooh. John Thomas Alley. Night Train. Glass Bottom. Or The Great Wall of Liner, Backer. <laughs> is that in brackets? Yeah. Because <laughs> you didn't do a little pause you don't usually have bracketed nicknames, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, normally they have to work out loud, don't they? Yeah, yeah, and, 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 yeah normally they exist because, you know, they're, they're easy to say. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the commentators can get it out in a, in a fast yeah. play. Because it's, like, I, I, like you said, I don't know that much about NFL, but the position, it's linebacker, right? Not linebacker. Yes, but I guess <laughs> his contemporaries didn't think that quite worked as well as a... As wordplay. The Great Wall of Line. <laughs> yeah. Backer. <laughs> mm, yeah. That's what? definitely what his contemporaries would have thought. Of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They were different in the 50s. It was a different time, wasn't so it's it? So 50s, okay. Mm. 50s, 60s is mm. when it, it was a Dick his, Lane. Uh, pro career. One more time, one more time, yeah, please. Run us through those again, Matt. The Trick. Dick the Trick Lane. John Thomas Alley. Night Train. Glass Bottom. Or the Great Wall of Liner. Backer. <laughs> <laughs> it is almost so bad it's good yeah okay i think that sounds right to me you want to lock it in uh, uh, <laughs> i'm really toying with it hmm. i think we might be back to brighton here yeah okay um First stab. i i'm thinking dick glass bottom lane okay what what are you thinking the ideas there? Uh, I don't know. Again, my tactic here is that's a strange one to be there. It's not the right answer, which is essentially half of what I do on on the chase in the multiple choice rounds. Right. <laughs> Why would that be there otherwise? Why is that there? Yeah. I hope no question writers are listening. <laughs> I, I used to be a question uh, verifier. I don't know if you know that, Brian. Um, yeah, I, I did hear something about that. Yeah. How, how did you enjoy that? I, I, I quite enjoyed it, yeah. Um, it was, you know, it was just interesting. And you sort of got into the rhythm of it. But it was mm. funny just having to break down the questions, making sure yep. that there was no loophole that someone could have a second answer to it. It's actually a really tricky art to to write a question in such a way that it's sort of a interesting b correct and c has no other possible answers yeah. like there's there's a lot of aspects to it that you know for a question that then exists for five seconds on a quiz show yeah that's right yeah because you if to make sure there's no other answers you just have to be real specific what, mm. you know rather than uh what is a a, a cat a big cat found in africa or something like that yeah. you say what is a big cat that was found in Africa when uh, John Simpson visited in uh, 1932 and he took a photo with it and it's in his book? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. uh, That's uh... Also found near file storches. <laughs> file storch. Man, I love that word. Yeah. Uh, T- difficult to throw into conversation, but I'll, <laughs> I, will keep, I will keep it in mind. Well, that reminds me of the file storch. <laughs> um, 
So glass bottom, bottom for Brighton. In my mind, a glass bottom. He gets that nickname. He he has two injuries of his like coccyx or his tailbone, and he gets the mm. nickname. You know, like glass jaw. Yeah, yeah. That's that's probably not bad. Not not a bad thought. I mean. I mean, if you're injuring your coccyx and you're called Dick, though, you you you're probably you're probably yeah, getting other another options nickname. around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Maybe you just loved going on uh, glass bottom boats in uh, <laughs> was, looking at tropical yeah, fish. It's just about his hobby. Yeah, I think it was big in the fifties. All right, Dave, what do you want to lock in? <laughs> okay, the one that's jumping out to me is what's it, John something? John Thomas Alley. <laughs> but his name's declined. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm looking at like JTA. What is that, John Thomas Alley? And then the Great Wall of Line. Liner. Bracket, Liner. Backer. Bracket, 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 bracket. And uh, then, what, there was one more. Uh, the Trick oh, yeah, and the Night trick. Train. Night, tr- night Train. Night Train. John Thomas Alley. Well, Alley Lane. You see? Dick. John, John. Thomas. Okay. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm feeling that. Maybe that's you justifying your own workings out there. No, I'm not. I'm just saying uh, I thought it was pretty clear. <laughs> Same with glass bottom. I don't know. I thought they were all pretty clear. I, I, I can make all of these sound yeah. legit, I reckon. Night train rhymes, so there's that. You know. yep. Yeah. It's so out there. And the trick. And you, of course, can uh, go the same as Brighton if you want. Now, to keep it interesting, I'm going to go, and I was out there, the Great Wall of Liner. <laughs> I'm going to do it. It's so bad, it's good. Okay. <laughs> It's so bad, it's good. Okay, well, yeah, normally each round there's one that you shouldn't pick. But anyway... And in the first round, I would have said that that's the African bird (laughs) being shot by an arrow and then flying all the way to Europe and then them naming a specific word about it. Ah, Very good point. (laughs) Here's who wrote the answers for question three. Uh, The Trick, that was Tanner and Aaron, uh, a.k.a. The House. Dick the Trick Lane. John Thomas Alley, that was Bryden. Well, John Thomas. John Thomas is slang for, you know... I'm so sorry to pull that apart there. Yeah, I, <laughs> John Thomas is just a classy, classy slang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking 1950s, you know. Yeah. They were, they were, they were a bit more, you know, respectable with their colloquial terms. That's, yeah. what, that's funny because when you submitted that, I I took out one of mine that I'd written, which was Wang Alley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is... <laughs> At one stage, I had typed out the cock. <laughs> I was just going to yeah. send that in. I, I, I almost said Wiener Alley. That was my other... <laughs> Uh, so I yeah I took out uh, Wang Alley and quickly wrote the the Great Wall of Liner backer. Yeah! <laughs> oh, that, that's gee. off the car. Holy <laughs> shit, you're good, man. <laughs> that is good stuff. Oh man! So the well, house is finally on the board. You there. fully deserved knowing that that was like come up within seconds. That is so good. Uh, glass bottom, which Brighton went for. That was Dave. That's three in a row. You oh, for Dave. Brighton, here's a confession. I, for one season, wrote questions for the chase, so I was the one putting those weird options up as well. <laughs> you were going, yeah, why would wow. they put that up? That was probably one of mine. That, uh, that must have been the season when I did really badly, <laughs> judging by how I'm going now. Uh, that means the correct answer was Night Train, which I think is a pretty badass uh, it, that is a that is a badass, but I, like Dick Lane is such a great name. You don't yeah. need anything. Dick, Dick Lane is a great. Uh, my favourite uh, of those types of sporting names, real names. There was a NASCAR driver who was a champion driver called Dick Trickle. That was my oh, favourite. That is <laughs> so good, Dick Trickle. It's so good. Like that's a real you name. You, that's his real name. You would call yourself Richard, wouldn't you? Absolutely. You would. Dick oh, otherwise, you you lean in so hard that no one else can, oh, yeah. can get there before you. Think, I think he's lent in. There was another NASCAR driver of a similar era called Dick Passwater. 
Really? These, these are these are genuine names. Look them up. Look Dick them up on Wikipedia. No, I know you've got a question. Yeah. Question one's done for next week. Yeah, then. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm going to edit that bit out so <laughs> Dick, I can use yeah. it. Passwater is so good. And wasn't Dick, the yeah. Tom Cruise car racing movie? Didn't he have a name similar? To, didn't he have a name like Dick Trickle? What was that I movie? No, I haven't seen it. Uh, I haven't seen it either. One? But it's days, days of thunder. Days of thunder. I, I, don't I know think the name. I thought he was Dick. Dick, that, Dick had Hunter? a name like that. It did that. Can't believe that's a real name. Days of Thunder. That is a real. Uh, uh, yeah, Dick Trickle was a proper sort of champion. I'm looking at and his full name was Richard Leroy Trickle, and he went. I'm mm. gonna call myself Dick. In Days <laughs> exactly. of Thunder, Tom Cruise's character's name was Cole Trickle, so it must oh, have been inspired by. That must have actually. I did not know that. Cole Trickle. I mean, yeah, it's oh. funny to have the fictionalized one being less interesting. Yeah, less funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Hollywood. They dumbed it down. <laughs> All right, so after three rounds, the scores are the house on one point, Brighton on two points, but out in front, it's Dave the Mongoose Warnicky. <laughs> yeah, go Mongoose. Uh, all right, we're up to question number four. This one comes from Rachel Ball from London in the UK, and the question is, what is the brown willy effect? What is the brown willy effect? Sorry? <laughs> we're just getting over Dick Lane. I know, come on. Now we're on yeah. a brown willy. What is the brown willy effect? While you're writing your answers, here's a little more info about Dick the Night Train Lane. Uh, according to an LA Times article from uh, early in his career, 1952, Lane's teammate, Tom Fears, had a record player in his room and one of his favourite platters, which I looked at, I think that just means songs, back in 50s lingo, one of his favourite platters is a number called Night Train. And whenever Fears plays it, Lane can be found in the hall outside Tom's room dancing to the music. So he just got the nickname because he liked the song. But I think it's a sick nickname. Uh, Alright, while you're still writing your answers, let's go for a quick break. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. All right, we're back and the answers are in. So here's question number four. What is the brown willy effect? A weather phenomenon seen in the southwest of England where rain clouds gather over a hill called brown willy. A nickname given by Wigan fans to the galvanizing effect on gameplay when rugby league forward brown willy Jenkins entered a match. The thin layer of dust left on buildings, cars, etc. after a small-scale hurricane-like storm in the Midwest USA. A side effect of the Black Death, which caused the genitals to turn a strange shade of greenish-brown. <laughs> oh, no, I've got the Black Death and now I've got the bloody Brown Willy oh, effect God, as well. This is embarrassing. <laughs> or in World War II, a European bird called the Brown Willy was known to fly towards incoming bombers, thus giving away the position of enemy planes and saving many civilians' lives. So you got the weather phenomenon in England, got the uh, Wigan rugby galvanizing effect, got the dust left on buildings after a hurricane-like storm in Midwest USA, you got the uh, genitals turning greenish-brown, or the uh, 
heroic brown willy bird. Oh gosh, this there's a lot of the, very, the very... Ah, the variation there. The interesting thing about the the brown willy bird is it comes back with a, a bullet in it, and the Germans <laughs> call it. <Yeah. laughs> uh, <laughs> so they're everyone. <laughs> then they yeah. know the Germans know as well. That's as right. The Allies. So yeah, it actually ended the war. <laughs> Dave it won I think the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. That bird. Oh man, what a bird! The brown <laughs> willy. Beautiful, beautiful plumage. Absolutely. For 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 what's the weather phenomenon? Uh, England we- weather phenomenon seen in the southwest of England, where rain clouds gather over a hill called brown willy. Brown willy effect. Okay, and then the second one. Uh, the galvanizing effect on gameplay. Uh. When the Wigan rugby player Brown Willie Jenkins entered a match. Oh wow! You and I went to Wigan last year. You had a Wigan balm, a pie balm, which is a I don't know if you know, Brighton. That's a a local delicacy where they get a meat pie and then put it inside a buttered bread roll and then you eat it all in one go. And it was full um, on, <clears throat> but delicious. I, I my main question is why. Uh, <laughs> They talk about you want to have a variety of colours in your meals, and this one had yeah. had all the colours from yellow to beige. Yeah. That's, yeah. All That's all it had. Um, yeah. The, the, it felt like what you want is is you know some more carbs around the pastry. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It was actually hard to finish because it was so full on. Yeah, because there's a lot of butter too. But a rugby player getting in there, the Wigan effect. Get him in there, Brown Wigan. Brown Willie. Brown Willie. Brown Willie Jenkins. Brown, Brown Willie Jenkins. I oh, sorry, I called it the Wigan effect. <laughs> That's completely different. Because that would that would really <laughs> point towards that one. I'm thinking about this one. Mm. I'm thinking about that one. The Brown Willie effect. Where was that question writer from? Are we allowed to ask that? Uh, London. Oh, okay. Because there's a couple of Brit- British ones there. I'm going to go with, because I loved Wigan so much, as a tribute to that great place, I can see them getting behind the Brown Willie effect. So this is a point for the balm. Yeah, apart for the bump. It was a very rain, rainy spot. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, it was just full, not rainy, it was just that soaking mist. Yeah, that's right. You're like, oh, this isn't too bad. And then two minutes later, you're soaked. It was a, a, a beautiful <laughs> town, though. Yeah, lovely. With a beautiful balm. Oh, Am I uh, saying that right? A great balm. Balm. Oh, Brighton, what do you reckon? Uh, I'm going, what did you say, Dave? The rugby player. Yeah, I went the Wigan guy. Yeah. I'm going for the other British one. I'm going for the uh, the weather effect over the mountain in southwest England. Okay, lock that in for Brighton. Okay, we've really got behind England here. So yeah. the interesting thing about this is that's the one he thinks. Well, Dave hasn't written that. Yeah, that's right. Why, why do you think I haven't done that? Yeah, come on. <laughs> come Dave on. can't spell that. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Southwest England—that's a—that's a bit too complicated for yeah. Dave. You know, <laughs> he might do south, he might do west, yeah. but southwest yeah. together. Southwest, yeah. no, 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 I don't think so. And actually, I'm more likely to be the Wigan guy because, <laughs> like I said, we've been there, but it yeah. wasn't me. All right, here's... did that not make you think that Matt might have just uh, written it? <laughs> yeah, maybe actually. Hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on. Locked in, sorry, Dave. <laughs> okay. uh, so here's who wrote the answers: uh, the Brown Willy Bird, who. Uh, Flew towards the bombers. That was Dave Warnicky. What the curse is broken. Mm. Mm. The side effect of the Black Death, uh, making the genitals go greenish brown. That was Rachel. Okay, the house. Oh, it's nasty stuff. I love the idea though. <laughs> love the idea. <laughs> I wish it had happened. 
<laughs> yeah, it'd make history more interesting. The thin layer of dust left on buildings after a small-scale hurricane in Midwest USA. That was Bryden. Uh, nickname given by Wigan fans to the galvanizing effect because of Brown Willie Jenkins. Uh, that was also Rachel, aka The House. Oh, there you go. Meaning Bryden was correct. A weather phenomenon seen in the southwest of England where rain clouds gather over a hill called Brown Willie. Wow. Now, uh, see, I must admit... <clears throat> That's the first one where I've had some actual knowledge that has helped me. Love it. Uh, because I did have a question, I don't know, six or seven years ago on the chase, a multiple choice question about which of these is the name of a mountain in Cornwall. And the answer was Brown Willie. So uh, I can't remember the other options, but that's the sort of thing like, uh, you know, like what was his name? Dick Dick Lane that uh, sticks in your head. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because you, you must have answered... Throughout the last 20 years or whatever, you must have answered, what, 10 million questions? <laughs> Look, I'm not much good at maths, but uh, it would be many, many thousands. Yeah. Um, I know they, they, they use, I think they probably use about 120 or something per episode on average, which is a lot of questions. That is a lot, isn't it? And when, because you're not, for people who don't know the format, you're you're not answering all the questions. There are, there are sections where it's, Oh no! Are you there for all? Well, of them? no. I'm, I'm there for. I'm there for sort of. You know, well, I suppose about half of it because I have my final chase and then all the multiple choice rounds as well, and the contestants have their individual rounds and their final chase. So yeah, probably about half of them, I suppose. Do Do you see the ones that you're not involved in? Are you like in studio or? Yeah, yeah, we're getting I'm a massage out back. I'm, I'm, I'm backstage, sauna. looking at the contestant, going. Uh, what can I, what can I say to this person when I walk out? That's you know, um, uh, you know, you're often trying to pick up on something that they've said in their casual. Yeah, because you come out with or, a bit of know. a zinger, sort of like yeah. You say yeah. you say it with a glint in your eye, but oh yeah, but it's it's a lot of fun. So people know, like you you know that you're not being too mean, but you do you give well, them a little a little clip, yeah. and and you write they're all written by you just off the cuff, basically. Uh, me and uh, yeah, we have a, a producer backstage who just kind of the king of things. You know, help, 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 helps us kind of run through the ideas and liaises with the uh, yeah, the control room and all of that sort of stuff. But yeah, a fair few of them I just come up with myself. Yeah, love it. Uh, the producer just has to tell you to tone it down <coughs> sometimes. We can't, we can't have you effing and Jeff in here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> There, there, there has been. Uh, we've we've so wanted to do you know an up late chase um, kind of you know with where you can just you can just go go a little bit more. I think that would be a great idea. <laughs> Absolutely rip strips off them. The American <laughs> Family Feud has definitely gone that way. You see clips of oh, it's of, outrageous, isn't and it? It's all oh yeah, it's all it's very just, cheeky. Like, oh, can't believe you said that. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, like when you the first time I saw a clip, and I'm thinking of the Australian one that was played at. 5.30 in the afternoon, you're like, oh, mm. that is pretty risque. But once yeah. you realise that they're... That's what they're going for. They're going for that. But they're going, they're stuff like, a, oh, what's something you'd find inside underpants? And then someone says something like a bottom. They go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you said that. Yeah, that's clearly mm. led them there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Although occasionally there's, uh, occasionally there's ones that I don't think they would have expected. One of the classics on American Family Feuds was Steve Harvey hosting... Is uh, yeah. The question is, what's something a burglar wouldn't want to find after breaking into a house? And the the guy answers, naked grandma. <laughs> uh, so I mean, you know, fault him, fault him on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably not something that <laughs> many people out of the hundred <laughs> surveyed have said though. 
That's very like, specific. It's not wrong, but it's probably not on the board. <laughs> Naked grandma. <laughs> That's incredible. That's so yeah. good. That's good. Uh, after four rounds, can I remember where we are up to? No. Yes. <laughs> so, um, after four rounds, the scores are uh, the house on two points, but equal out in front. It's the shark and the mongoose, each on three points. <laughs> Hell are they yeah. natural enemies? They, they probably don't come across each other very often in no, nature, but, do they? But there is a mutual respect. Yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Game respect. I can just game. imagine the the mongoose just you know standing down there on the beach, looking out the ocean, just, you know, nodding its head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I respect. I respect you, shark. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I dub you the mongoose of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're up to question number five. This one comes from Tom Beasley, also from London Town. And this question uh, goes back to 1973. When a Turkish studio produced a film using unlicensed Marvel superheroes, uh, including Spider-Man, Captain America, and El Santo, what is the title of this knockoff Avengers film? So it's it's it, Turkish? It's Turkish, but the English translation. Okay. So it's a, a <laughs> That's good, because I don't want to have to make up Turkish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be an interesting round if it's just mm. five... Mm. Attempts at Turkish. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you just got to come up with a, 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 a Turkish knockoff superhero movie name while you're writing your answers. Here's some more info on Brown Willie. According to Rachel, although it sounds like something else, it is believed the name is actually taken from the Cornish for Tall Hill, which is quite disappointing. Aww. In 2012, a campaign was launched to have the hill's name restored to the original Bron Wenili on the grounds that it would be slightly more attractive to residents and tourists than Brown Willie. But Cornish residents objected to the idea. They said, no, it's... No, that's our Brown Willie. That's our Brown Willie. How dare you? Yeah, hands off the Brown Willie. <laughs> hands off Please. my Brown Willie. <laughs> yeah, that Good must have Cornwall. been the alternative campaign was hands off our Brown Willie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great hashtag. <laughs> All right, the answers are in for question number five. In 1973, a Turkish studio produced a film using unlicensed Marvel superheroes. What is the title of this knockoff Avengers film? Super Party Hero Men? Avengers vs. Revengers? This time the donkey gets it? <laughs> Three Giant Men? Magical Heroes Kill Nazis for Fun? Or American Hero Men? <laughs> a lot of men going on there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, three of them are Super Party Hero Men, Three Giant Men, and American Hero Men. <laughs> and then all... you've got the then one about a donkey? donkey and a na- one about and Nazis. Nazis. And what's the Nazi yeah. one? Uh, magical Heroes Kill Nazis for Fun. Okay. I'm trying to think of which one I want to watch the most. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you need to think less about that. Think more about what does the 1970s Turkish Dave Warnicky yeah, want to watch sorry, the most. That's absolutely... Oh, yeah. Trying to get in the get mind. Get in the mind. So the problem is, I'm in the mind of 2023 Melbourne Dave Warnicky. Yeah. yeah, you need to you need you need to get in the mind of 1973 Turkish Dave. Warnicky. Oh my God, I'm also in the 2023. Come on, let me just cast my mind back. What are the three men ones again? Uh, Super Party Hero Men, Three Giant Men, American Hero Men. Or it's Avengers versus Revengers. Avengers versus Revengers. This time the donkey gets it, and magical heroes <laughs> kill Nazis for fun. I think if you want to, like I like the idea that last time the donkey didn't get it. But <laughs> That's the, right. This, this yeah. time the donkey gets it. But, but, by, but by popular demand, we will execute <laughs> this donkey. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, people wanted it. There was an online campaign. Yeah, kill that yeah. donkey. It sucks. We want the donkey cut edit. Mm. The donkey kill cut. Yeah. Um, the 70s were different times. They were a different time. All right, I think actually, Dave, while you're still thinking, I think it's Bryden's crack to go first anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, the one that I would want to watch is Magical Heroes mm. Kill Nazis for Fun. Yep. And if so if that's not the answer... I'll be slightly disappointed that that movie doesn't exist. Uh, yeah, that is, that definitely seems like a, yeah, that's, a, a, a raucous good time. I think it might even be a romp. Yeah, that's the top critics pick for me too. <laughs> but I think I'm going to go with, is it Three Giant Men? Three Giant Men. Lock it in because that also sounds amazing. <laughs> right, locking in Three Giant Men. Because the third superhero I actually hadn't heard of, El Rio or something? El Santo. El Santo. Yeah, I hadn't heard of him either. That's mm. the... Um, Spanish version of Santa's helper, isn't it? The, the Santa. Sp- sounds like the Spanish version of Santa. It's uh, Oh, yeah. The know. Santa? El Santo. I don't know. Santo <laughs> I, could, I, could imagine, uh, <laughs> I could imagine a superhero version of Santa. That would be quite good. Cool. I mean, he's sort, of, he's sort of a superhero anyway, though, isn't he? It's Have just... you seen... Dave and I saw this... Uh, we were killing time in Sydney after do- hosting a trivia... Corporate trivia thing. That's right. And we went... And saw this movie called it's Violent called Night. Violent Night, yeah. Have you and, seen that? And in it, Santa uh, no, is I've basically heard, I've heard, like... I have heard of it. It's sort of like if um, uh, John McClane in Die Hard was actually Santa. Okay. So he's and then he finds all, himself in a yeah. house with terrorists and he has to quietly go around sabotaging them and... With the aid of a child, mm. and then suddenly it's like Home Alone, but graphically violent. Yes, but people <laughs> like, like get com- nail guns in the face and all sorts of yeah, stuff. Yeah, we were laughing. It is so outrageous. It's very funny. It's, it's uh, the, uh, Weird Al Yankovic did have a, a song in the nineties called "The Night Santa Went Crazy," which is <laughs> is more or less similar. It's I hope you like get a writing Santa, credit. <laughs> Santa just kind of you know going postal. Um, <laughs> the Night Santa Went Crazy is awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that it, one. It, it, not one of his bigger hits, but uh, <laughs> you know. All right. Well, here's who wrote the answers. Uh, super, pa- super Party Hero Men. That was Dave Warnicky. That's me. So, it sounds like you've really extracted yourself out of his head there, Bryden. Well, that's yeah, two, in row, yeah, two look, in a row you've removed from, from my, my brain. I was going to say, partially that's because he uh, he asked for a repeat of the Nazis for fun one. And so, I thought, yeah, he didn't say that. Yeah. He didn't write that. <laughs> but maybe I was trying to steer you towards that. Obviously, I wasn't. Yeah, maybe you were, <laughs> but you obviously weren't. But maybe you will next time. Uh, American Hero Men. That was Bryden. Uh, so you were def- <laughs> you've you've got out of each other's heads, but you're still in a similar headspace. Yeah, we've come one yes. one both, mind. You're both going for hero men. <laughs> we're we're still in the same sort of Venn diagram. That's amazing. Uh, Avengers versus Revengers. This time the donkey gets it. That was the house. <laughs> Came from the dastardly <laughs> mind of the house. Uh, magical heroes kill Nazis for fun, which Brighton went for. That was Tom, aka the house. That's good stuff. But I think yeah, you're right. That is of the of the all of the options. That's the one I want to see as well. Oh, yeah. That means Dave is correct. It was three giant men. (laughs) I mean, I also thought it was great. So, really, Bryden, you were very close to the actual one with American Hero. Yeah. 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 Three giant men. It's so funny. Does that mean, Bryden, I feel like you should be uh, producing films in Turkey. In the 1970s. Yeah, you totally get the market. Yeah, yeah. I assume it was a massive hit. Um. Yeah, I don't think so. But um, and it it was apparently it was a bit strange. Spider Man was the villain. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? They were like, well, spiders are no one likes spiders. Make him the villain. <laughs> Maybe they they did just didn't know they just they had the costumes. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, I guess this is the villain. I mean, I I said it was unlicensed, but we know from uh, our Do Go On podcast that Marvel hit some tough times and sold off rights all all over the yeah, shop. Yeah, left front and center. Oh yeah. So maybe they maybe that was official. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just waiting for El Santo to make his way into the current you know MCU films. Yeah, where's yeah. El Santo? Bring on El I Santo. It's a great name. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're up to the penultimate question here. Question number six comes from Sev from uh, the USA. Can't be more specific than that. And his question is, what was rapper Diddy up to on the 31st of January 2011? What was rapper Diddy up to on the 31st of January 2011? And while you're writing your answers, let me tell you a little bit more about the film Three Giant Men. <laughs> According to a Paste magazine article... This depraved 1973 actioner tells the rip-roaring story of Captain America and El Santo going after your neighborhood psychotic rapist criminal mastermind Spider-Man. You heard that right. Not only is Spider-Man the bad guy here, but he is also one sick puppy, as evidenced by the pre-credit sequence that shows him burying a woman and decapitating her with a boat propeller. Thankfully, the movie spares us from finding out what he did to Aunt May. Taking full advantage of the sexploitation craze of 70s Turkish cinema, which we're all familiar with, this film should work as a permanently scarring experience for Marvel fanboys, watching their beloved heroes engage in horrific and horrifically blocked violence, only to stop every once in a while to watch gaudy striptease shows. I reckon there's someone listening right now who's going, that sounds like my cup of tea. Do you say that, so he buried a woman, then cut her head off? Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah, I guess maybe he could. I'm guessing he couldn't fit her all in the hole. The the, the the dirt went up to his neck. He's like, oh, great. And then he had to... Get the propeller. Yeah, I'm guessing it was like a, meant to be a funny thing. Right. He's hapless. Yeah. <laughs> Turkish Spider-Man is a hapless Come on, villain. Mate. And that's putting it kindly, you know? Yeah, I think that's a bit more than hapless. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the answers are in. For our second last question here. I'm looking forward to seeing what everyone's written. (laughs) (laughs) What was Diddy up to? Oh, Diddy. Oh, Diddy. So, the question is, what was rapper Diddy up to on the 31st of January 2011? Uh, He asked for a private tour of the LA Aquarium, but had to be escorted out after demanding to swim in the Shark Lagoon. He changed his name by deed poll, but due to a misspelling on the form, he was legally known as Dibby for 24 hours <laughs> until the correction could be made. <laughs> Dibby. <laughs> so this, hang on. This is, uh, this is not what I wanted. I like Dibby. Dibby's great. I could get That's into so Dibby's work. If you ever watched Red Dwarf, there was uh, the the cat who was the super cool character. He had an alter ego, which was really uncool, called Dwayne Dibley. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I did all, watch that. Lost all his cool. <laughs> he basically like, had a bowl haircut and big teeth. Big teeth, and he carried a thermos everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm oh, Dwayne Dibley. <laughs> I'm literally drinking out of a thermos <laughs> right now. That is all your thermos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Being rinsed. Uh, so, they're the first two options. Dibby. Option three, we've got he was partying with the Bryans at Shane Warne's Club 23 after they won the Australian Open men's doubles title. Uh, he was being sued for a trillion dollars by a woman who accused him of causing the 9-11 attack. Okay. 
or he got out of an assault charge due to a legal loophole. It was found that due to a clerical error, the government had separate files for Sean Combs and P. Diddy, basically giving him two distinct legal identities in the state of New York. Because of this, his lawyer successfully argued that Diddy could legally provide an alibi for Coombs and vice versa. I missed it. What was the side that he got out of something? Got out of- uh, he got out of an assault charge due assault to a legal one. loophole because he was able to give his other... Right, because I'm Sean Coombs and I'm also Dibby. I'm also... Well, I'm not Dibby. He's Dibby. Oh, Dibby he's, couldn't he's, be he's here right th- now. No, he's got three. Oh, he's got um, three now, yeah. yeah that's Dibby, right, yeah. Diddy and Sean Coombs. <laughs> <laughs> so you got... Uh, he wanted to swim with sharks in the LA Aquarium. Uh, his name was Dibby for 24 hours. He was partying with the Bryans, the all-time great. Uh, and it hurts me to say it. Even, I think, even more successful than the Woodies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, partying at Shane Warne's Club 23. Uh, uh, being sued for a trillion dollars uh, for causing the 9-11 attack. Or uh, he was able to get himself off uh, legally um, by... <laughs> Legally. <laughs> By giving himself an alibi. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all great. Well, 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 you have a think, Dave. Uh, my my Diddy story. Matt, do you know the uh, cricket writer Jared Kimber? Have you ever come across him on uh, Twitter? Uh, yeah. He's, he's, he's an Australian uh, cricket writer. And the album cover for Diddy's album, Last Train to Paris, it features this photo on it that's... Uh, basically just of a Paris railway station. And Jared Kimber took that photo, just basically put it up on his personal blog, and sometime later got a got a email out of the blue from Diddy's people saying, we're looking for an album cover. Can we use this? You're kidding. Wow. <laughs> so, so Australian cricket writer Jared Kimber, who I, who I know well, uh, took the, the album cover photo for Diddy's last train to Paris. That, that is wild. Yep. Do you think <laughs> that like imagine just getting a getting a message out of the blue from Diddy's people going? Yeah, hey, I, mean, we, I uh... would not believe it. What like no. you must be going? No, you no, you're not. <laughs> no, that's right. Exactly. That because it yeah that feels like the if that feels like the scenario I'd rule out first on a show like this. <laughs> like well, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that didn't happen. Do you do you think that would like a money changing hand situation, or was it like this is such an honor, so funny that P Diddy's going to put it on his album cover? You can just have it. Um, yeah. If it was me, I'd be like, I'd want money, but mm. but also if if the only way it's getting on the cover is me not taking money, you can have it because I wanted be, to. Yeah. Be it'd be so tight for Diddy. He must be a a billionaire or even trillionaire I, if he's being sued for that much. I reckon I'd I'd say you know. Look, don't pay me, but can I have 0.01% of the profits <laughs> yeah. from the album? <laughs> yeah. I just want a little back end. Yeah, tiny, little, tiny little bit of royalty. Just a little dibble. <laughs> a little, dibble. Little, little, little dibble of the back end. Come on, dibbies. <laughs> a little, little Dwayne Dibbly. <laughs> a little Dwayne Dibbly. A little thermos. Uh, who are we up to here? I think maybe it's you, Dave. I am going to, it's so outrageous, I'm going to go for but people do pull this kind of crazy shit all the time in that land of the free, sued... For a trillion dollars for doing 9-11. Okay. I'd, I can't tell you how or why, and I, they probably can't either, but I think that they were like, Diddy did it. Diddy did it. Diddy do <laughs> did it? Did he do it? Diddy did it. Diddy did it. Did he do it? Did he? <laughs> <laughs> That's Diddy stuff. did it. That's grammatically incorrect. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> That's how he got off okay. on a loophole. He did do it, but when they said, did he did it? They said, sorry, I don't understand. <laughs> and then they said, withdrawn. This case yeah. is thrown out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you've come with that one. Okay. Um, I'm tempted by partying with the Bryans at, uh, at, you know, at Shane Warne's club after the Australian Open because that is around when the Australian Open would finish. And the Bryans were big at the time. And uh, I'm trying to think whether Diddy is in Warney's famous painting of, uh, <laughs> of, of of all those celebrities what having a, a party with him. I want a print it's, of that. I want a print oh, of that a, to put up in my lounge room. Yeah. It's an absolute piece of art, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I, I love don't know a lot about Aaron, art. Oh, no. But I know what I like. I love the fact that Aaron Hamill is in there, you know. Like, is he? Uh, along with all the celebrities. That's so Paul McCartney and St. Kilda footballer Aaron Hamill, who was mates with Warney. He would have been pinching <laughs> himself. Such a... Oh, it's such yeah. I mean, if that was an actual photo, perhaps. But, I wonder if, uh, he's, you know, if he's still uh, going around with the Sammy nickname. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he used to get Sammy because he looked like Sam Newman. Yeah, you, you probably don't want that I don't nickname these days, do you? Not going with that yeah. one anymore. You're probably distancing yourself from that <laughs> in 2023. I think. Um, Club 2023. Right. <laughs> I am going. Uh, uh, hmm. So you got I'm tempted, tempted to go for the Bryans, but it does. I'm really second guessing myself here about what Dave would have written. Mm, it's got a bit of uh, bit I, of the Dave DNA on it. Yeah, That's right. I'm a tennis I fan. I, I'm not really that worried about answering what the house wrote, but I, I just don't want to get inside Dave's head. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to give me the satisfaction. I think that's yeah. fair enough. No, I'm going for the Bryans. Right. Riding with Shane Warne. Looking in the Bryans. Bryans for Bryden. All right, here's where I wrote the answers. Uh, Shark Lagoon at the LA Aquarium. That was Dave. That was me. Yes. Yes, I win regardless of what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Were you tempted at all by that, Pruden, or you no, never even considered that? I, I, I thought maybe you were just looking at the screen and you saw me and thought, shark. So, um... <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I, just, I, I started the sentence with, he wanted a private tour of the LA Aquarium. Yeah. I'll finish mm. it from here. I, was, I, I said... nearly wrote something. I nearly wrote something about a mongoose, but, you know. I, uh... <laughs> Uh, the legal loophole where he was able to give himself an alibi, that was the house. Uh, man, I spent too long um, <laughs> working on that one. Um, it was about three pages it was, of explanation. It, it was extremely long, so yes. that tempted me to say that that was the answer. But. Yeah, me too. I thought, this is so detailed. No one could come yeah. up with this. But the one yeah. I just banged out real quickly about the Bryans, <laughs> that's yeah. the one Bryan went for. I did quickly look up. They did win that year, but... It, yeah, and it, it was a few days earlier, and mm-hmm. I, but I don't think Warney's Club Twenty Three was uh, quite in, in existence yet. Which I really, I would have thought the shark might have uh, <laughs> gotten onto. It was open Date, dates of Club Twenty Three. Yeah, it was literally opened up months later the same year, so it <laughs> <laughs> wasn't too bad of a mistake there. I'll let you off uh, look on that one. Uh, I think everyone's favourite from this round, uh, changing his name by deed poll to Dibby. <laughs> That was Brighton. Oh, that is so good. It's so uh, good. Dibby. It, it just sounds so so such like something a celebrity would do. Yeah, especially a guy who changes his name every six months. Yeah. 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 Oh, shit, I filled it out wrong. He's, I didn't know this, yeah. but he's known as Love now. What? Yeah. He's moved way. Or, it was always something with yeah, Diddy, Daddy. Puff, Puffy. P. P Diddy. Yeah. Mm. Mm. He's moved right away. Prince did that as well, didn't he? Love symbol. Wait. Um... 
So that means Dave was correct. He was being sued for a trillion dollars by a woman who accused him of causing the 9-11 attack. Uh, so that means a point for the house and a point for Dave this round. Going to the final round, the scores are Bryden is on three points, the house on four points, but out in front on five points, it's the mongoose. Ooh. Uh, but, Bryden, you might not know this, uh, the final mm. round is worth triple points to the contestants. <laughs> the house can only still get normal points. Uh, okay. So I'll tell everyone more about uh, what happened with Diddy in a second while you're writing your answer to the final question, which comes from Tolia from South St. Paul in Minnesota. And Tolia's question is, what is the synopsis of the 2020 film Nana's Secret Recipe? <laughs> what, so what year? 2020. Wow. So this one, you know, it'll be probably, it'll be your longest answer, Brighton, probably, you know, about three yeah. sentences, something like that, a short paragraph. And uh, yeah, while you're writing your answers about the synopsis for the 2020 film Nana's Sweet Recipe. Is it sweet or secret? Secret. Yeah. I was going to say, hang on, I misheard that. Makes as well. all the difference. Makes all the yeah. difference. <laughs> yeah, let me let me double check that. It is secret. Nana's secret recipe. Uh, while you're writing your answers for that one, here's some more information about Diddy and why he was being sued. According to Digital Spy, uh, in an article written at the time, he was being sued for one trillion dollars after being accused of causing 9/11. A woman named Valerie Turks filed the suit against Diddy his real name is Sean Coombs, uh, alleging that he was the cause behind the collapse of the World Trade Center in 2001 and also that he stole a poker chip from her worth a hundred zillions of dollars. Turks was denied a, denied a restraining order against the rapper, but the judge set a hearing for the case for January 31st. Turks, who is asking for $900 billion in child support and $100 billion in loss of income, also claims she once dated Diddy and shares a son the 23-year-old Cornelius Wilson. Yeah, that's a bit of a wild tale. Obviously, she was, yeah, it was a strange story. Anyway, and more recently, Diddy made news in Halloween, just gone. Uh, and according to Variety, after reportedly being instructed by Warner Brothers last year to not dress up as the Joker, Diddy decided to go as Batman this year. So apparently, the story he was telling online and also on Jimmy Kimmel apparently was that uh, he got a letter from Warner Brothers saying that his costume last uh, last Halloween was so accurate that it was breaking trademark. And he on Kimberly said, I swear I have this letter. I swear to God, it's from Warner Brothers. It sounds like he just got a prank letter. But anyway, in his post to social media on Halloween, Diddy waved uh, the alleged legal papers in front of the camera and said, you win. I'm not going to be the Joker this year. Then the video abruptly cuts off with the screen that says, stay tuned. Oh, I'm hooked. Later on, he posted a high-budget video dressed as Batman from Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight franchise, where he sits up, uh, atop the Batmobile as dramatic narration plays over the video. The video then cuts to a man's office, seemingly a Hollywood executive with Oscars on his desk, as Batman barges in, demanding him to end the strike. The man is left unconscious, and stripped of his clothing, covered by a sign reading, The strike is over. Love, the darkest night. The video ends with a clip of a newsstand with the Gotham Times headline reading, The darkest night ends the strike. It's It really, it feels like the propaganda that um, the North Korean guy would make or something. Just sort of like pretty bonkers. 
stuff from uh, Love. Okay, Diddy. But uh, I just want to know if um, if any of these characters were in uh, you know, that Turkish film of 1973. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. <laughs> Diddy, Diddy should bring that film back, turn it into four giant men. If he wants to dress as El Santo, then you know, go go for it. Yeah, I think there's. I don't think anyone would know what it looks like enough to know if a trademark is being breached or not. <laughs> El Santo. I'm looking up El Santo. Oh, it's yeah, it's like a like a Mexican style wrestler character. Debuted in 1934 as a wrestler, and then 1942 as El Santo, also known as the Man in the Silver Mask. It was a Mexican, a famous Mexican wrestler who has appeared as a superhero in film and other media. El Santo is presented in his superhero films and media as a sort of man of mystery who appears where he is needed. Bit of fun. All right, the answers are in. So here's the final question with triple points, meaning it's truly still anyone's game. Ooh. What is the synopsis of the 2020 film Nana's Secret Recipe? In the small town of Bradville, Ohio... The annual pie-baking competition is the highlight of the year, and every year, the seemingly sweet Edith McDougall is the winner. But when down-on-her-luck rival Sharon Sturt and her friends decide enough is enough, they realise there is more at stake than just first prize, as the integrity of the town is also on the line. Who will be crowned best baker of Bradville, and will heart win out over heartlessness? Option one. Option two. Nana June loves her grandkids. Jesus, be defensive early. (laughs) (laughs) She spoils them rotten. But when her son-in-law discovers the dark secret behind her special meat sticks, he has a decision to make. Will he let his kids remain blissfully unaware of the meat's roadkill origins? Or will he he fall victim to her powerful witchcraft? Wow. Oh, my God. That is a big twist late. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you... (laughs) <laughs> I think the, I think the witchcraft needs to sort of be like foreshadowed a bit. You don't just <laughs> yeah, drop it in at the end. And, I hope it, oh, by the way, she's a witch. I hope that happens in the movie too, like the 89th minute mark. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh, she's a witch, credits roll. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Jeez, that's... Yeah. I mean, we're thinking they're breaking the rules, but that's what auteurs do. Yeah, yeah that's you know? right. That's, that's definitely what auteurs who write answers <laughs> down at the last minute do. Uh... Here's option three. A dying grandmother confesses to a nurse that she invented the original recipe for the Mars bar. Laughing her off at first, the nurse soon discovers that the lady is telling the truth and goes on a quest to get her recognition, the recognition she deserves. After lo- this is another one. After losing all their retirement savings in a Ponzi scheme, five women band together to create a bakery cooking up marijuana treats. When one of them is diagnosed with cancer and the local drug dealer, Kingpin Paint, discovers what they're doing, the stakes get even higher. Through it all, the Nanas are bonded by their sisterhood and their desire to help their friend in need in this hilarious southern tale. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that describes itself, it's hilarious, I swear. Also, can they just drop in that it's southern right at the end there? Yeah, what? Bit of a twist. (laughs) At the 89th minute mark? They suddenly change accent. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, oh. Shit. Oh, pardon me. read this note in the synopsis. <laughs> I've got the vipers. I think I got that spot on. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Or finally, a Minneapolis grandmother starts a business selling chocolate brownies, which are shipped across the Canadian border, supposedly for schools and church groups to use for fundraising. 
In reality, it is an elaborate heroin traffic operation in which each brownie is hollowed out and filled with a baggie of gear. Ooh. She is eventually caught only because one batch accidentally goes to a school and ends up being sold at the school fair. So there. Okay, so there's a couple of marijuana ones. No, that one was heroin. Oh, sorry. There's a couple of drugs. So, so I know all drugs so seem do... the same to you, Dave, but yeah. they're a little different. There's a little baggie of heroin in the in the in the, the food. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Does she do heroin, marijuana, roadkill, <laughs> slash uh, witchcraft? Yeah, roadkill slash witchcraft, Mars bars, or or uh, yeah. pie festival with a lot of heart. Yeah. Know? Is that is that what that one was? Yes. Heart yeah, versus okay. heartl- heartlessness. Mm. Edith McDougal, seemingly sweet. Yeah. Oh my mm. gosh, this is, this is tricky. Very tricky, isn't it? Mm. And it's called Nana's Secret Recipe. Nana's Secret Recipe. Okay. Yep. And uh, I mean, I'm amazed I haven't heard of this film, given it's so recent. Yes. It's, yeah. It's this all is- of these sound like things that would have done well at the box. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this isn't straight to streaming. These are huge, <laughs> epic. What is this coming out on Boxing oh, yeah. Day? Yeah, Massive, I mean, big deal. I, not all of them have names, but the ones that have names in them, they're all fantastic. We got Edith McDougal, Sharon Sturt, uh, Nana June. Oh yeah, Nana June. <laughs> but I think my favourite's got to be Kingpin Paint. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the that's good, dealer. isn't it? Yeah, that's nice detail. Good. Nice detail. If you were to sum them up again very quickly, yep. with like a couple of keywords, just to remind us. You've got uh, the the Bake Off. You've got the uh, Roadkill Meat Stick Witch. <laughs> You've got the Secret Mars Bar Inventor. You've got the Marijuana Treats to get uh, out of a Ponzi scheme hole. Yep. And you've got uh, the Brownie Drug Trafficker. <clears throat> but it ends up with a school fair selling yes, those movies. Selling, you often selling hear heroin. about the. There's often the movies, you know, where they'll have the. Oh no, people have accidentally had a, a hash brownie. Yeah. And they trip it. But I don't. I haven't heard of many where they've. Oh no. Oh, look at the hijinks we're getting up to when everyone's on heroin. Yeah. This child has <laughs> eaten heroin. <laughs> Feel so, good tale. So, Dave, you're you're in the lead. Do you want to kick us off? Okay. I think I'm going to go for the Nana's selling marijuana treats with King Pin King Paint. King Pin Paint. Yep. Let me go with that one. Okay. Look at that mm. in for Dave. Maybe the special thing is what I want to see. I want to see King Pin. <laughs> King Pin Paint. Mm. Okay. Uh, I, I My gut feeling is that uh, Dave wrote... Oh, do you want to do one? We can do this where you both guess each other's as well for an we extra can, three well, points each. We can do each. that. Well, I'm, I'm using which it one in, do you think is Dave's? My, I reckon Dave's might be the Mars bar. Mars bar. Okay, I'll put that in. Well, I'm I'm sort of trying to narrow narrow down in my mind which one to to go for. So heroin, the meat sticks, the pie festival. I'm I am going to take a stab at. <laughs> gee, I want it to be the witchcraft meat sticks lady. <laughs> I, I reckon you're gonna. I, I reckon you're gonna try and yeah you know, end end the show on a high. So I'm going meat sticks. Okay, lucky in meat sticks. <laughs> Brighton, I think uh, yeah. Nana Joan, the roadkill witch, is what I would have called the film. But <laughs> <laughs> Nana's secret recipe. 
Yeah. And that just leaves you, Dave. You got to you, you want to have a guess to see uh, which one you think Bryden would have written. That's interesting because I was going to say that one. Okay. <laughs> um, so I don't think it's obviously I don't think it's the marijuana one. I don't think it's that one that he's locked in because why would he lock in his own one? Leaving three options that I <laughs> could you possibly be the heroin guy? <laughs> so you got the heroin. You've got uh. The Mars bar, and you've got the the Bake Off, I think. No, I'm going to go Bake Off. Bake Off for Brighton. Bake Off for Brighton. All right. Let's go through who wrote the answers. So, the Bake Off one about uh, Edith McDougal, seemingly sweet. That was ta- uh, Talia. Oh, no. Okay, mm. the house. So, is that a, a point there for the house? A one point for the house there. From me. Oh, no, that's no points because you... That, oh no, that's no, it. That was my, that wasn't my, that was my bonus. Guess, yeah. You can't just throw points around with no, Well, I mean, my Matt has uh, completely changed the game here at the end and said, <laughs> Oh, you get three points if you can guess who wrote what. Whenever it's <laughs> like when you it's like when you're playing footy at school and the teacher just goes, Next goal wins. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're up by fifty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh Minneapolis grandmother starts selling heroin brownies. That was Bryden. Oh! <laughs> well, see, yeah. see the, 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 the question writer came from Minnesota, so I just thought oh, yeah. if I could just get that Minneapolis in, I might trick Dave into, uh, yeah, into making a well, connection. You're, you are a fool to overestimate. That <laughs> but, I would notice that small detail. <laughs> I'm ne- an idiot. Never, uh, never overestimate the mongoose. Yeah. <laughs> That's my tagline. <laughs> uh, Bryden, you went for the... Uh, meat stick roadkill mm, witch. I did. Uh, that was also Tolia. Okay, the house. Mm. So that's a point I'll, for the house. Okay, that's a shame. I know. Let's let's get it made. Who's your production company again? Have a word to them <laughs> at the chase. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I've got this idea. It's slightly left of center compared to what you usually do. But now, Bryden, uh, you thought. Dave wrote the one about the Mars bars, and you were yes. correct. You are correct. Yeah. That was me. So that's three points there for Bryden. I stand right. by it. I'd watch that movie. Yeah. Uh, which I believe, does that leave me with just the correct answer, which Dave went for, is the Ponzi scheme <laughs> marijuana treats with Kingpin uh, paint. Kingpin. Oh, I was, I, I was that, so tempted to go for that. That was either the, this is definitely not real, or this is yeah. so bad, it is definitely real, and I went with the latter because I thought, Kingpin paint. That's great. So funny, Kingpin Either Paint. Either Matt and the House have come up with that. <laughs> or Kingpin yeah. Paint. That's real first draft I, stuff. I, I just, yeah, we've got, um, you know, we've, we've had heroin and, you know, marijuana was the real one and I've just upgraded it to heroin, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know if that's an upgrade or not. But. The, um, yeah, it is. The, the stills from the movie, uh, yeah, it looks very low budget and um, there aren't even any reviews i couldn't find any critic reviews oh wow but i found a few imdb user reviews uh is a snippet from a favorable one uh claire zilla gives it 10 out of 10 writing this was a really lovely story about female friendship featuring actresses of a certain age that we don't see nearly enough in films it's a cute little independent film about five women banding together to help each other out the storyline is interesting the villains are just cartoonish enough to keep the humor up and the heart of the movie is genuine. Uh, on the other hand, OJT gives it a 1 out of 10. Oh. Saying, well, this is just as bad as The Post of Promises. <laughs> a nasty little pot propaganda movie. It's not funny at all, even if it tries. 
but it must be made with the sole mission that marijuana is fun and healthy. Someone here writes that the heart of the movie is genuine. Well, that's the heart of marijuana for sure. It spells it with an H. <laughs> it's made like a religious movie. One of those nasty propaganda movies with a plot that is a disgrace. OJ, when, 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 you, when, when you read out the plot at first, I, I, I sort of thought, gee, this kind of sounds like, you know, old lady Breaking Bad, doesn't it? It's um, Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's what they're going they, for, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so here is the final score check. In third place, which I think is honourable in a lot of ways. Top three. On five points. It's the house. Uh, <laughs> into second place on six points. It's Bryden, the shark, Coverdale. Meaning out in front with his correct guess at the, at, at the death there on eight points. The winner this week is Dave, the mongoose Warnicky. The mongoose reigns. <laughs> the mongoose. <laughs> Thank you so much. So now we know what would win a fight between a mongoose and a shark. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, we, I think this is unfair because this was a, on land. Yeah. So I think we need That's the right. rematch. I'm, I'm, I'm out of my natural habitat here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> just threw the shark on the floor <laughs> and the mongoose comes out and just sort of stood there and watched it yeah. slowly lose, <laughs> lose consciousness. Just flexing. Yeah, yeah sort of bopping it on the under, nose. Under those circumstances, I was doing pretty well to survive for over an hour. Yeah, yeah. honestly, wow. Some I of mean, answers. the house, they're normally pretty good on solid land, but you, you defeated yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Took out the foundations. Uh, and thanks so much for joining us. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks for uh, the chats, the insights into the trivia world. Where can people find you? Is the book uh, uh, the, widely the available? Books- the book is still still around. You might find it in in some bookshops. You definitely find it online. Um, it's called the Quizmasters. If you uh, yeah, are interested in just trivia and quizzing and stuff, it's just got lots of you know, uh, lots of interviews and behind the scenes kind of stuff. And you know, a page where Dave Warnicky gets a mention. So that's right. If 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 that's your thing, then um, then you know, get a copy of it. I think um, what they should do is buy the book. And bring it uh, to a Dave Warnicky live show. Get him to sign that page. <laughs> yeah. Just that page, yep. yeah. So there's going to be a whole heap of copies in like op shops that just have that page torn out. You know, people aren't interested in the rest of the book. Um, hey, as long as they and, buy it. Yeah, well, that's right. I, yeah, I don't care. You don't have to read it. <laughs> uh, I'm not precious. Um, yeah, otherwise, you can find me. I do a daily trivia question on Instagram, um, um, Bryden.coverdale there. And I, I, I do a daily question where, you know, people can have a stab at the answer and I give you a bit of uh, a bit of extra information the next day. And uh, oh, gonna, otherwise, gonna, yeah. I didn't know that. I'm going to have a stab at that right now. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I, have, yeah. I have a funny feeling that uh, maybe a, a dick passwater might be coming up. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. Which of these is a, is not a NASCAR name? Yeah. yeah. Passwater, trickle. Um, uh, otherwise, I'm on, yeah, I'm on the uh, social media platform formerly known as Twitter and uh, various other places, but the main thing is uh, just you know keep watching the chase and uh, keep us in jobs, please. I really, I really need to have a job. <laughs> so good. And Dave, where can we find you? Uh, people can find me on page. I can't remember the page, but uh, maybe 191 is my guess of uh, Brian's <laughs> book. Uh, you can also listen to the Book Cheat podcast. I've got nearly 100 books I've covered now. Basically, I've read the book, so you don't have to. So I go take a couple of guests to a classic, and we. Uh, just make jokes about the plot, basically. And also on the Do Go On podcast with your good self coming out every week. That's right. We just finished up our Blocktober slash Blovember. Biggest and most voted for topics of 2023. It was huge. Uh, finishing with 
like when I thought when I thought up the idea of blockbuster toba, big blockbuster topic. Yeah, huge, the biggest topics ever. It was a matter of time before the Oxford English Dictionary <laughs> came in at number one. <laughs> A few surprised people in the comments, but that's what people voted for. Got a yeah. big percentage of the vote, so we give the people what they want. That's right. And, and it's not—it's not so much that you're, you know, telling the story of the Oxford English Dictionary. You're just reading it. Yes. You know, that's uh, <laughs> in the first episode we got from A to Ant, and we're yeah. going to have to yeah. go back and um, continue on. There's a few more. I mean, after a few after a few years of a po- podcast, it's hard to come up with content. So I can see <laughs> yeah. why you've gone that We've way. We've done every other topic. Yeah. <laughs> And right. this way, we're technically covering all the topics. Yeah, now well, you, you build it yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. You can put them in any order you like. Yeah, that's right. Just chuck it into AI, and then we've said every word known to humanity. Yeah. This is your last episode. It just happens to go for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much to both of you for joining us. Uh, listeners, hang around. There might be some outtakes at the end uh, after the credits. And uh, give us a five-star review if you want to. And why wouldn't you want to? Maybe tell your friends if you think you know anyone who might enjoy it. Uh, yeah, cheers for tuning in to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. Now that you know it, I've been Matt Stewart. Goodbye. There was a car racer at one point, a British guy called Dick Seaman. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Dick Password and Dick Trickle. That's on the same list as the other uh, Password and Trickle. These guys are just, they are leaning into it, aren't they? Yeah, gotta be. Man, I've just found I mean, a listicle yeah. that's uh, full of great options for future questions. Duck well, Waddle? Uh, uh, the, the, there was a baseball player called Rusty, I think it was pronounced Kuntz. Okay. K- K- K-U-N-T-Z. <laughs> Rusty Kuntz. Mm. There's that famous, was it the chase even, the British chase where the host mm. couldn't get through Fanny Schmier? <laughs> yeah, Fanny Schmeller. Fanny Schmeller. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. a great yeah. clip. Who was a an Olympic um, skier, and I have the feeling she was not that humorous about the fact that her name became a, a joke on British television. Yeah, it's the kind of thing you just have to. However you feel about it, you just gotta bite your tongue and pretend you're yeah in on the joke. Yeah. Otherwise, it yeah, Fanny Schmeller. My my other favourite. Yeah, it's like the dick trickle kind of things is, the, and you'd you'd know all about it, Matt. The Sandy Roberts, oh, yeah. uh, <clears throat> Leanne, Leanne Dick. At, that was it at the at the races, or yeah, yeah. yeah. In- introducing Miss Australia, Leanne Cock. I'm uh, sorry, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I know that. It sounds so good. <laughs> it's oh, so this good is in the early eighties. Yeah. You know, it's on. There's video of it happening. So yeah. It's, yeah it's, very fun. It is. I can't. <laughs> you can just his, his brain was clearly just going. Don't don't say cock. Don't yeah. say cock. Don't <laughs> say cock. Wait, or is it? Don't say dick. Oh no. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and obviously, the silences will get edited out. Sometimes people panic and try, <laughs> try, try to be en- try to be entertaining, <laughs> and the silences. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You spent? Did you get to go to the West Indies for work at all? I I went there actually um, as a as a cricket fan. The two thousand and seven World Cup. So uh, it was before I, I'd only just started started working in cricket. But uh, I went on a cruise. That's the only time I've ever been on a cruise to watch the last couple of weeks of the World Cup. 
it was one of those uh you know sports tours but because the west indies was kind of you know all different islands it was just easier to go on one of those things where they organize it all for you hosted by uh, merv hughes or something like that you joke, but it was. Merv That's Hughes all, and Kerry oh, that would have been. <laughs> and Kerry O'Keefe. That would have been O'Keefe. so much yep. fun, I imagine. But the the weird, the funny thing about it was that uh, it was, you know, it was a big cruise ship, like, you know, a thousand people or whatever. And it was all pre booked well in advance. But India had gone out of the World Cup really early. And so all the Indian people who had booked on the cruise just cancelled. And as a result, they sold all these cheap tickets to American cruise tourists. And so it was it was this cruise ship that was like half drunken Australian and South African and you know English cricket fans going around to cricket and half American cruise patrons who had no idea oh. of what <laughs> what was going on around them. What was, was going on was culture. And um, oh, yeah, That's they right. were getting right up close to it. I imagine <laughs> they, cricket well, culture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Aussie cricket culture. <laughs> it was uh, there was a lot of Aussie cricket culture on that on that, on that cruise. Imagine that could have been a bit grim. Um, or yeah, fun, depending on your mood. It was, oh yeah, it, it there was. Um, uh, look, it was it was really good to go to all those you know, West Indian islands that you probably otherwise wouldn't get a chance to. And that World Cup final was the one where. It was basically it finished in the dark because the umpires completely forgot the rules um, around <laughs> around how how to um, you know deal with bad lighting cricket matches. So they played in the dark. Well, who won? Remind us who won that year. Australia defeated Sri Lanka in the right. final. The boat would have gone off that night. The boat, yeah, it was it was rocking, <laughs> which you sort of don't want a boat to be doing actually, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Please do. They I feel like they're the nineties. They could have done a crossover: three giant men and a baby. I don't know. Do you think that could have been anything? <laughs> do you remember the film franchise, Dave? It was yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Ted Danson was in it, maybe. Oh, it was Ted Danson, Tom Selleck, and Steve Gutenberg. Oh, like, the Goot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Goot. That One now, now very... that's three giant men. Of, that, oh, three, of three giant film stars. <laughs> yeah. One of my favourite film reviews of all time was, you know, Leonard Moulton, who wrote those kind of quite short, snappy film reviews. And I think it was uh, Police Academy 4 or 5. The entire review was, what can you say about a sequel that not even Steve Gutenberg will appear in? <laughs> oh, he didn't. He was The, the sequel was two men and a, a child or something. <laughs> no, no, this was Police Academy. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is cutting to the movie and to the Goot. Poor Goot. Yeah. He's uh he's doing good stuff on uh, social media. Doing uh, apparently, I just saw so I saw one of his posts come up in my feed, and I was just like, "Hey, you gotta you gotta believe in yourself." It was like a he was doing inspirational stuff on your goot. I watched a, I watched an interview you did with an English uh, quiz guy last night. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Gareth was it? Gareth, yeah, that was pretty yeah. fun. Wearing his. <laughs> His logo on his polo and stuff. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, awesome. <laughs> oh, wow. that. It, it, English English quizzing is very much like that. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Uh, we've got get... some friends over there who sort of do it as a very serious hobby, and they travel oh, all around Europe doing it's it. And... So serious, yeah. it's so serious, and it's like so serious that it's almost like 
they object if it's fun, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. David and I did this is a, a serious hobby. <laughs> a pub trivia night with them and uh yeah, we hardly got a word in. You know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> Australian pub trivia is it's there but it's it's sort of a, a social thing. Yeah, yeah. And you're doing it's, that yeah, as mostly well. It's social. Yeah, exactly. but they're yeah. just like, they were writing down oh, answers no. before you get a chance to even yeah. discuss it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but that's why, like, on, you know, on Australian quiz shows, it's all about the, if you've got a bit of personality and stuff. And on British quiz shows, hello, I'm John, I'm 64, and I'm <laughs> yeah. a retired accountant. <laughs> yeah. That eggheads is the funniest for that. They're just like, yeah. it feels like they're doing a dress rehearsal and they don't realise the cameras oh, yeah. are rolling. <laughs> That's right, I know. Yeah, yeah. They just turn up in whatever they're wearing. <laughs> yeah. I love <laughs> it's it. It's very funny.